I don't think the person who dies with the most money wins. I think the individual who has a wholly, fully lived life wins. Please share, we can do better. I don't believe in the rigid 9 to 5, 40-hour work week. Life is short, and people spend way too much of it working. You deserve more time to do the things that light you up so you can show up in the world as the best version of yourself. The Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast will explore all the ways you can create more freedom and flexibility in your life so you will feel less stressed and more empowered to make a difference in the world. The world needs you to be happier. The world needs you to feel more fulfilled. The world needs you to smile more, and I know we can get you there. Each week, we will hear from people who are doing this well. We will gain insights into how they are creating the life they've always wanted. I'm your host, Angie Cazares, and together, I'm pretty sure we can do better. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pretty Sure We Can Do Better. Our guest this week is Kyle Sanders. He is the owner of Legacy Consultants Group, which is a financial consultant group who really focuses on financial planning, but more than just your money, they focus on the values that you want to pass down to your loved ones and to future generations. So it's a really cool and different approach to financial management. They just really focus on empathy, getting to the root of what people really care about and finding ways and helping people make decisions on how they can best use their money, utilize their money, pass that down in a way that's meaningful to everybody. So it's a really, really cool company. You should definitely check it out after the episode. But I am so excited because Kyle and I just really connected on this concept of freedom and wanting more time and control over your schedule and just all the opportunity that that can bring you. So he has implemented a four-day work week for his company, which you'll hear all about. And this is just exciting to me because I've been a strong believer in the four-day work week for years now. It's something that I always am looking up articles, reading articles about. And I just, I don't know, as a society, I hope that people start shifting more in this direction. So it's really cool to me to see somebody that has done this, had that realization, and is implementing it in their own company. And you get to hear about the difference that it's making in his in the lives of his employees as well. So I am super excited. This is an episode that I hope you will find a polite way to share with your own supervisor or your own employer just get this message out there that people should really consider moving to working less hours of the week and finding a way to make that work. So yeah, I'm really excited about it and I won't make you wait any longer. Here is Kyle. Hey Kyle, how are you? I am great, Angie. Thanks for having me on today. Truly an honor to spend a little time with you. Absolutely. Likewise. I want to learn all about you and your business and, and how you got started and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I started as a financial advisor inside another firm, oh, 17, 18 years ago now, which, you know, is astounding. If we were recording this video, people would not believe that I, you know, I look like I just came out of college. So <laughs> <laughs> um, just remarkable. But I started another firm as a financial advisor. 
And five years ago, here in just a few months, a few weeks, forgive me, on October 1st, five years ago, we opened the doors to Legacy Consultants Group. And it's been, it's been really an exciting five years, a transformational five years, really five years of introspection and truly creating something that we're, we're very, very proud of from a culture perspective as an organization. Yeah. So when you started, how many employees did you have? Was it just you? Yeah. So I was part of an organization that had about 30 financial advisors um, at varying degrees of experience. So I came out of college green as green can be. And I was, I'm forever grateful for the leadership that I received in that organization. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was very structured. It was very traditional in my industry. It's not unusual for an individual to work 60, 70 hours a week um, in perpetuity. And that that was that just really as as I became a dad, as life continued to move forward, that just really didn't align with me individually. Yeah. Through any of the filters of my life, through the many buckets of my life, it just didn't connect. It didn't core out at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we made the leap. We made the leap five years ago, and it was really through three filters that made us make that transition. So the first was the client experience. I, I think as a business owner, that should truly be the first filter. Yeah. Of if you're going to open a business, if you're going to start something, how is this going to solve a problem? How is, this, how is this going to provide more value? How is this going to reduce cost? Like, it's got to be through that what's in, in it for the people that you're trying to take care of. But then I kind of spun that a little bit. So if you ever came to my office, you'll find that Every office has a window. Every space has beautiful light coming in. I had them build a shower in our second floor and we're right along the Monon. So if a team member wants to ride a bike or run to work for a small business, this is unique. You know, we're not Salesforce where we have, you know, the the budget to do these kind of things. But I wanted an integrated life for myself and for my team. So we've got a shower on the second floor. If somebody wants to go for a run, if they want to go do yoga, if they want to, you know, whatever that may look like for them, that's available. And that was an extraordinarily important thing for for me as the founder of this organization is that integrated experience, the holistic feel for somebody as they came in, spent time, is how do they feel in the physical space they're in? Do they feel uplifted? Do they feel energized? Do they feel served through the physical space? Sure. But we stayed traditional. From an hour's perspective, we stayed traditional for the first couple of years as my mind detached from what I left um, mm-hmm. to what I was looking forward to building. So we stayed in that more traditional format for the first couple of years. Yeah. So was there a moment where that just kind of started you thinking of like, Hey, I don't necessarily have to be so traditional in this way. Was there yeah. an event that happened or what kind of started to shift your perspective? That's a great question. Thanks for asking that. Yeah, there was. So year two, we really just got to a place. It was, I, I think it was maybe October 1st where I said, I, I, I can't do this anymore. I really, it was for me selfishly. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at one of my employees and she was you can just tell you're, you know, I'm a very empathetic individual. I could feel her energy. Yeah. And I'm looking to this just extraordinary teammate going, you're not going to be here much longer. Like I'm going to run you into the ground. This is not 
and it's not worth it. So I did, I did two things. One, I, I really took a very detailed look at our business at the margins in terms of how, you know, how much effort did it take to get this client on board or that client on board and, and what was the cost to, to bring on a client from a time perspective and really took a chunk of our new clients and said, you know, we're just not, we're not going to bring on, we, we set a standard and said, we're not going to bring on clients at that level to free up a bunch of time. And then what I recognized is that people say business is a, is a marathon and not a sprint. And mm-hmm. I think that's really inaccurate. I think business is an ultra marathon, um, <laughs> not a sprint. And I don't think 26.2 is the accurate measurement. I think business really needs to be thought about. And in Colin's book, Built to Last, he talks about getting the right people on the bus and keeping them on the bus and figuring yeah. that out the right way. So one of the deep recognitions I realized is, you know, the marginal cost to get that last 10% of productivity out of my employee greatly increased the likelihood of me losing that employee. And so instead of squeezing every bit of juice out of somebody that they had to give is what if I help them re-energize? What if I help them come and bring their best selves every single day? And yeah. so instead of getting every minute, I get, I got maximum impact and connectivity and collaboration. And so what we did is we went down to a four day work week and a completely flexible schedule. So I, there are no vacation days. Mm-hmm. You, if you execute on what you need to execute well, do what you, do what you need to do. Let me know, yeah. communicate it, let us know so we can plan accordingly. Okay. But, but there's no expectation on how many days you week, how many days a year you work, how many days of vacation you take you know, any of those elements. And we're all there Monday to Friday, excuse me, Monday to Thursday. And then Friday is a personal day every single week. Mm -hmm. And the only thing we ask is check your email. If there's something urgent, our clients think it's a work day for the most part, check your email, check your voicemail. If something's urgent, respond to it. But outside of that, go focus on your family, go focus on your health, go focus on your well-being. Yeah. Um, From that perspective. I love it. That's so awesome. Yeah. I am curious since, I mean, I know there are a lot of, you know, not a lot, but a few companies that are starting to transition to the unlimited PTO structure. Yeah. Have you felt at all that your employees maybe feel a little bit more hesitant? I mean, since there isn't a structure, like, That's a good question. You know, maybe I shouldn't necessarily have off or, you know, is there a little bit of that or has it been pretty... So we're not big enough that I that doing this is overwhelming, but I do two things. Yeah. One is I, I, I pay attention, right? So I watch people and if they are coming in on unenergized and that sort of thing, I force them to take vacation. So you nice. need, take a day, take a day, yeah. you know, you're doing, you know, you're well ahead of where you need to be. Please go take some time. Mm-hmm. Secondly is I model it. I model it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's so extraordinary is that in organizations like that, it's, well, we're hesitant to take that time. Why? Why is that? Yeah. What are, what's leadership doing? And so I take time. We literally shut down the office for the week of Thanksgiving and the week of Christmas. It doesn't count. So we, we shut down shop, go home, spend time with your family for Christmas yeah. and Thanksgiving. We do that as part of just our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so we create those natural quote unquote forced pauses where we shut the office 
And we have a policy that if you're gone on vacation, you're gone on vacation. I don't want you working. Um, you leave your computer, you leave your cell phone, which are work phones or cell phones. You leave everything here yeah. and go and we'll see when you get back. And we've documented what each individual's tasks, like urgent tasks are. So when you come back, we've also done our best to cover 60 to 70% of what your job is. So you don't come in and pay for the vacation. I don't yeah, like that. Yeah. So no, we, that's an excellent point. I think Google and Netflix and Facebook and a lot of these big tech companies have these unlimited policies mm-hmm. and there's been enough articles to say, gosh, you know, this ends up becoming more of a problem or people, Hey, you know, start competing. And yeah. I did that in my twenties. I went three years without taking a vacation. I'd work on New Year's Day. And I mean, legitimately, I'd work six days a week. And a lot of it was just so ego driven. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't healthy. And so having that experience and transitioning to something more healthy, in my humble opinion, um, I didn't want my team to ever think that that was really what we're aiming for. That's so cool. How many people are on your team? Uh, there's three of us. There's three okay. of us and growing. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, after this, you're going to have, you know, everybody listening to this podcast is going to want to come apply to work for you, <laughs> yeah. obviously. So, you know, it be requires, prepared. <laughs> it requires a certain individual, right? It it requires a self-managed individual. Yeah. It requires, so, and we, during those four days, we don't, it's not like we do four twelves. That's not the game either. Right, it's, right. That's not, that's not success either. Um, yeah. So it requires an individual who is extraordinarily focused in the time that they're there to maximize his own time. And, you know, really what happened is, you know, we hit this point in one year where it was probably mid-October and I was done. My team member was done. You know, we were just wrung out. I'm like, well, this is stupid. Like if we're only being able to make it, we've got two months left in the year and we're totally toast. This makes no sense. What if we took a pace that is sustainable, is sustainability, right? It's that constant forward motion. That's why I use the ultra marathon analogy is that the, in the ultra marathon world, they call it constant forward motion. And for each individual, that's a different pace. They use the phrasing, whoever slows down the least wins. Mm -hmm. And so that was the mindset that came into it is how do we build a pace and speed that allows people to keep moving forward in a healthy way. And as a result of that, not get burned out and stay on the bus. Yeah. I love it so much. So if, you know, either from either perspective, if I was an employee and I wanted to maybe approach my employer about a more flexible work schedule, Mm -hmm. Would you have any tips about maybe how to get that conversation with, with them or, you know, or, or vice versa, you know, as, as the employer, how can they begin to take that step and restructure everything? Yeah, it's a great question. I think first and foremost, I think there needs to be an intention in your life. Yeah. So for me, taking this step was really about who do I want to be? What do I want to create? How do I want to serve my people through what I am creating and what it mattered most to me? And so an element of that is that to me, I don't think the person who dies with the most money wins. I think the individual who has a wholly, fully lived life wins. And so 
for Could me. Could not agree more with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, you know, a lot of companies, it's, well, how do I increase profitability so I can p- maximize my compensation to myself and my team? Yeah. And so what I started with a courageous conversation is I had a courageous conversation with my team member and myself at that time. And we hired somebody into this culture and I'll, I'll share what that experience looked like. So, yeah. um, so we asked, I said, look, I said, we can keep cranking at it at this pace, or you can actually, we can create an environment that lets you live and experience and do things. Like, what would you prefer? We can keep cranking it, or we can start, go down to a four day work week. And that may or may not, I don't know, we'll see what happens, but that may or may not impact our growth. Mm-hmm. But as a result of it, you get more time, time yeah. with your fiance at that time, time to go hiking, time to spend time with your aging grandparents time to fill in the blank. I get more time. You yeah. know, at that point I was training for one of my first ultra endurance events and it allowed me to shift my training schedule on a day when my kids were in school mm-hmm. and let that part of my life be less impactful on my time as a dad. I and so, that. so we had that conversation and allowed that feedback and that dialogue as an organization and really didn't make that in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And because we're small, that was doable. So during our most inter- recent interview process, I, I didn't share this. I didn't share this in interview one or two. It was interview three where I shared, hey, one of the things I want to make sure you understand is our, our work environment, our work schedule. So what that means to you, and this individual has a young son who is in first grade. And at that time, he was getting ready to go into kindergarten. And I said, what this would mean to you is if you want to take your son to school or drop your son off or be there when he gets on the bus, that is completely okay. And you just tell me what the hours you're going to work are. So mm-hmm. if you're going to get here at 8.30, you're going to get here at 9, and you're going to work till fill in the blank, that's completely okay with us. I want you to be able to be a mom and be there for those special moments with your son and oh, by the way, we don't work on Fridays. If Fridays aren't the best day for you, um, maybe there's field trips consisting on Wednesday or what have you, then let's talk through that. Right now, it's traditionally Friday, but if that's mm-hmm. not going to connect to you, then let's go through that process and that conversation. Oh, that's so cool, Kyle. I love <laughs> it. Thanks. Thanks. And so there was this really just like, oh my goodness moment yeah. for her where she said, like, it was just a jaw dropper um, right. at that place to say, wow. And so when I called to make the offer, it was what she'd shared with her husband is I don't care what he offers to pay me. I want to go work there. Yes. You know, because this is a culture and an environment I want to be in. And so now we certainly don't take advantage of that, right? but you know, we see on these reports consistently that money is like number four, number six. It's, it's, it's not even in the top two or three on why Mm -hmm. people leave a job. Yeah. These are the big pieces. And so, you know, as a, as a guy who has a degree in finance and and studies (laughs) data and statistics, like, you know, to me, it's, it's almost shocking that, that what we're doing is rare. Right. If you finding good people is, is a big effort. And why wouldn't you create an environment that makes them never want to leave? Yeah. I mean, it's got, it has to be so much more sustainable for you and, and retaining those, those good people, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I've. And for me, I mean, I can really relate to that because coming from the nonprofit sector, 
where salaries tend to be lower. I mean, Mm -hmm. you do that work because you're passionate about that work, but you get burnt out also so easily and so fast and you get compassion fatigue and all of these things. And so I've been thinking for a long time, man, it would be when I was working, doing that, that work that I was passionate about, it would have been so much better for me to just have the lower salary. But then, yeah, like you said, have more time to actually go and live my life and do the things I wouldn't have cared so much that I was sacrificing a higher salary, not being, you know, in a corporate setting or, or this or that, because I would have had more time as well. So just that that's huge. I love it. Well, we talk to people about this a lot in, in our world when we're serving a client is you retire to something, not from something, right? So if you want a healthy, comfortable retirement, forget the money side is that there's got to be something you're going towards yeah. versus something you're leaving. So if all the energy is forget this darn job and or whatever non-G rated version of that sentence you want to implement there sure. is, well, gosh, like that's, you're going to carry that, those, that just negative energy into retirement and really never live out that next chapter to its fullest potential. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that, that for myself and for the people that, that are part of our internal work community is, is that I want them to have a passion outside of their profession. I want yeah. them to be able to have the space and in, in place to be able to do that. We're actually right in the middle of doing the ascent that is put on by 29029 Jesse Itzler's organization. And so we we're in this 30 day challenge as an organization where each day we do something together that helps us as individuals outside of the workplace. So like yesterday was a challenge to meditate for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. On Saturday, we all had the challenge to write five letters of gratitude to individuals that are meaningful to us. Cool. And so our whole philosophy as an organization is that we want to show up in our clients' lives full heartedly, wholeheartedly, our whole selves to show up in those relationships. And, truly build relationships that are meaningful and impactful and multi-generational. Mm-hmm. Well, to do that, then your team has to come in with their whole heart and their whole person. When yeah. you create a culture where you allow somebody to be them full, their full selves, then you also have to honor the fact that there are other aspects of them. They're yes. not machines. They're not yes. machines. Yeah. So, so we believe candidly that the best way to create an extraordinary client experience is to create an extraordinary experience for the people that work for us. Mm -hmm. And what we've seen under this is that our average growth, we're up as an organization. We've grown the organization 50% in 2020 during this pandemic. Nice. So we are growing this, you know, in the face of these challenges. And I contribute a huge portion of that is my team comes in wholeheartedly. They come in rested on Monday. They come aligned with the vision and they know that they're cared for as people mm-hmm. more than just, and, and, and not as just profit centers or aligned on, on, on some financial right. statement. Oh my gosh. So many truth bombs. They're just <laughs> dropping everywhere. I love it so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's so great. So how has this helped you be, like you said, you know, you're a dad. And so how has this helped you just, I imagine it's helped you be more present at work and more present at home. 
Yes, hundred percent. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I am extraordinarily blessed to have three beautiful young kids, all under the age of eight, and what this has allowed me is that I have had so many milestones and memories and moments with these three beautiful children that I would have missed otherwise. And so there's meaning when I go to the office, there's meaning behind it. I don't feel as though I'm missing out as much as I did when I was cranking it, you know, ridiculous hours, you Mm -hmm. know, 12 hour days. I mean, when my oldest was younger, there was uh, a few days where I looked at my wife and I said, I haven't held our daughter in a couple of days because I was gone before she got up and home after she went to bed. Yeah. And I said, this is absolutely ridiculous. I don't want to live this way. I'm not going to live this way. Right. And so one is that it allows me to be very intentional with my time with them. So, you know, I'm, I'm training for a 50 mile ultra marathon and my oldest two know how to ride a bicycle. In fact, I taught my five-year-old how to ride a bike on Fridays this year because I had the time, you (laughs) know, and, or because I'm not getting at the office at 6 a.m. when he's up, he, you know, when he was learning, say, daddy, can I go ride my bike? And absolutely. I've got Mm -hmm. that time, you know, before I went to the office. And so, so first, the first gift is a gift of feeling complete, a gift of feeling truly connected to all aspects of my life, to feel that I'm have harmony and, you know, and not missing out on everything. Secondly, is on organization. We preach that the most valuable transfer you make as parents is not of your assets someday when you pass away, but of your value system that guides your decisions in all aspects of your life. Sure. Gosh, what a hypocrite would I be if I'm not putting time intentionally to put my full self into my kids. Mm-hmm. And so, so what's been wonderful is, you know, they've been able to join me for bike rides where daddy's running and we go out for a five or seven mile, you know, ride slash run together. And, and we're having great conversation and, and only like one you can have with a seven or a five year old, <laughs> yeah you know? So it's been really, really meaningful from that perspective. That's so cool. Yeah. So I, I mean, I imagine when you were, first starting out, starting your mm-hmm. business. I mean, that's, that's when you really have a lot of long hours. It's, it's yes. kind of like, you know, getting everything up and running. How did you, was that still when you were in the shift? When yeah, did you, that, yeah. So that was probably when you still had that old traditional mindset of like work, work, yeah. work, work, work. It wasn't until later when you, once you were kind of established that you. I started unwinding it. Right. So yeah. it was, yeah, there was, I would say at about the 10 year mark, which is way longer than it needed to be. Let me be clear on that. Like I could have come to this conclusion a lot earlier and yeah. reflectively when I go back and I put myself, um, I'm, a, I'm a very introspective guy. When I put myself in my 20 year old shoes, there was a lot of times that I was there at the office, but wasn't extraordinarily present. I was totally burned out, but I felt that's just, that's what you do. Right. I mean, there were weeks I literally worked you know, seven days a week and which is just reflectively so ignorant and so short-sighted. But I had a couple moments through that journey. And one of them is I, I looked at my wife and I, and I realized I'm like, I'm, I married you, but I'm not seeing you any more than when we were dating. Yeah. This is crazy. And so I hired an assistant 
and I'll never forget being at a conference and two other guys were, you know, they were doing the, the ego, like this is how many hours I worked. This is how many hours <laughs> I'm working and this kind of thing. And I, and they looked at me like I'm going to participate in this. And, and I just looked and I said, I said, you guys married? I said, yeah. And I said, you know, here's a question I have for you both. And they looked at me and I said, what's it going to cost you when your wife gets tired of not seeing you? What's the cost to you personally and professionally for that individual to walk out of your life? And what's your plan to recover your business when that unfolds? And how do you plan to move forward? And, you know, might you consider a different approach to this, maybe hiring a team member or something of that nature? Yeah. And so I just recognition that, and a lot of people, you know, I have a professional coach, his name is Brian Strzok, and he's extraordinarily helped me open my eyes that I'm a human being. Yeah. As as that sounds, as silly as that <laughs> sounds, it sounds silly to say that, but I'm a human. And yeah. for that reason, I need to rest. For that rest. I need to rest. Oh man, this is so good. Thank you. I love it so much. Well, where can we find you and your, and your company? Do you have resources that you guys can share for? I mean, I know you, you have a lot of retirement resources and things like that. Yeah. Uh, that we can check you out and learn more about what you do. Yeah, hundred percent. So first and foremost, I, I think the most important thing that I can give is a resource is permission to live. Mm-hmm. I think right now so many people don't give themselves permission to fully live. And so one of the ways we explore that and serve our clients and our community through that is through our podcast, Legacy on Purpose, which if you're listening to this recording, that means you know where to find those. Yeah. And then our website, Legacy Consultants Group, has a lot of great resources out there. But you know, really one of the things that we're trying to get the message out on this so importantly, and I, I love, and I'm just so honored to be in this conversation with you, but is one of the things we're trying to get people to recognize is that there's two deposits they need to be making in their life. Okay. Yeah. One into their 401ks or 403bs or college savings plans. Those are important deposits. Yeah. The other is in their photo album. Mm-hmm. In the true memories and moments and milestones, we only get so many, you know, it's, it's been said you get 18 summers with your kids. Yeah. If you, if your mom, my mom and dad live hours away and my dad's 81 years old. If I see him three times a year and he lives to 86, which is life expectancy, I'll see my dad 15 more times before he passes Mm -hmm. is to begin to see their life in memories and moments. And so If that's a message that resonates with you of connecting to your values and identifying what's truly important to you, then spend time on our podcast because that's our conversation. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, seriously, this is so in align with everything this podcast is about. And it's so helpful to hear your perspective as, you know, taking the lead as a business owner. I think more, more business owners need to do that. And so it's really appreciated as you can, you've stated your employees also really appreciate. So it's great. (laughs) And Angie, I want to recognize you. I think that one of the greatest gifts we can give people is freedom and permission to give themselves freedom. So thank you for your message. This is an extraordinary mission you're on. And thank you for allowing us to, to be in the boat for you with you for just a few moments and take a few strokes as you try to bring this thing to shore (laughs) and people see that there is a different horizon possible for them. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. 
Thank you. I hope to see you soon. Okay, guys, are you as fired up after that conversation as I am? I seriously am so pumped. I just want us to all take steps in this direction. I want us to share this message. I want us to get it out to more people. So think of somebody you can share this with. Maybe it's somebody that has a company of their own that's pretty small, and maybe they can utilize some of these tips that Kyle shared. Maybe it's your own employer, like I mentioned in the intro. Whoever it is, think of one or two people to share this episode with because I want this message to spread. I want more people taking the steps to implement a four-day work week for their employees or a more flexible schedule for their employees. Let's do this. Think of at least one or two people. Share it with them personally. Encourage them to share it with others. Let's make this happen for more people. That's all I got this week. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. If anything in the show is resonating with you, please share and leave a rating and review so other people can find the show. You can find any links mentioned in the show notes at accountabilityforhire.com in the podcast section. And I would absolutely love to connect with you personally. Reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at accountabilityforhire and let me know what questions or thoughts you have about creating your life of freedom and flexibility. And please join our Facebook group. Just search the Pretty Sure We Can Do Better podcast. I want us to create a community to share resources and support each other on our journeys. Thanks for being you and wanting more for your life. And I'll see you next week.